Welcome to Dear Dr. Mama, where we discuss all things pregnancy and motherhood. Here, we keep it raw and authentic as I am processing in real time. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share if you are enjoying these episodes. I know I have been gone since the last time I recorded. The last time I recorded, I was 38 weeks. And um, the following week, I went into labor and I had my princess. So she is here safe and sound. And I am currently in my, well, ending in my fourth trimester which is ironically, it's been (laughs) definitely what it describes, the fourth trimester, her getting used to the world and me getting used to her being in the world. So welcome to the fourth trimester episode. I am going to discuss many different things. As you can tell in my voice, I am currently tired. Her dad is currently putting her down to sleep, and I decided to pick up my phone and start recording this episode because if I don't do it now, it will not, it would not get done. And that's just how things been going. Um, <laughs> she's definitely been running this household. I will say that for sure. So let me back all the way up back to 38 weeks um so as I was preparing you all and preparing myself for her to enter into the world I was gathering all of the things getting my bag ready getting her room ready and um that week her dad I think it was that week the week before her dad um her dad and I, we went on our last date night that Friday. And we went to, we went to see Wakanda. Um, and after that, he surprised me to a Lakers game to see uh, one of the players that I've been wanting to see. Lonnie Walker, he's from my town. He went to the same high school as I did. And it was such a great game. His team won, of course. It wasn't the Lakers. <laughs> It was the Sacramento Kings, but it was such a great day. And that Monday came, I went and got my, well, that Saturday came, I went and got my wax from Jess. Shout out to Wax with Jess. You can find her out in LA. And then also I went to go get my hair done that following Monday. And I've been hearing about this raspberry leaf tea to help with the you know transitioning of your child coming into this world to make your cervix like softer to make laboring easily um i know that i wanted to do everything natural like i didn't want to take any pitocin i did not want to have a c-section unless it was an emergency i just didn't want the laboring process to be rushed by doctors i wanted 
my body to do what it naturally wanted to do. And I wanted her to come on her own accord. Um, So that night on Monday, on my 39th week, I drank some tea and raspberry leaf tea. And I started to feel contractions. They were like 20 minutes apart, I would say. And I'm like, okay, she's she's probably coming soon. You know, I contacted my doula. She definitely said that she was she will be entering the world soon. And my body was preparing. I'm like, okay. Tuesday morning, my contractions continue, but they continue to be far apart. I even drove that day. Um, I went to my coworker's house real quick to pick up some things, and I came back into the house. And that evening, uh, my contractions just started to get closer together. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is really happening. Um, I started to laboring on the ball. I was laboring while I was laying down. They were starting to get closer together. I contacted my doula and she told me to time them. And it was like the it was the middle of the night. It was like around two, three something. And I started to shake. And my doula stated that, you know, that's part of the, you know, the process. Normally when individuals are closer to time, um, that starts to happen. But since I'm anemic and she didn't want to take any risk. She wanted me to go get checked out at the hospital. And if everything was fine, to ask to be discharged to continue to labor at home. Again, I didn't want any doctors to intervene until I was ready to have the baby because I didn't want any epidural, any pitocin, anything of that, you know, such. So, um, it was around three something in the morning. We gather our bags. We, um, my boyfriend, you know, made sure we had everything and we went to the hospital and they started to monitor her and she was doing well. And I was two centimeters dilated. And, um, you know how this is for my mothers out there who have given birth you know how when they are monitoring the uh, baby's heartbeat and they are monitoring the contractions, it's like two belts like going across your stomach. And every time I would contract, of course I would move or I was like laying on my side or my boyfriend was laying on me. And because of I was moving, her heartbeat it seemed like her heartbeat kept dipping and it really wasn't. And I tried to explain that to the doctor when the doctor came in, but because of her concern, she wanted to keep me. And I notified my doula. My doula was like, well, if she decides to keep you, um, just let them know that you don't want any IV or anything of that, of that, you know, nature. And I notified the doctor and the doctor was like, okay, um, I will have to, give you an access line and we don't have to hook you up to anything and but if you do decide to leave you're gonna have to sign you know against medical advice AMA and 
I waxed and waned in my decision. I was like, you know what? I might as well just say, stay as long as they don't hook me up to anything. So by the time we got to the labor and delivery floor, it was around like seven, I'm going to say like six something, seven something in the morning. And I got checked and I had progressed <laughs> fast. I was like five centimeters dilated. So I contacted my doula and I let her, I let her know. And she was like, well, the baby's going to be here around 12, one o'clock. I'm on my way now. I'm like, oh, shoot, this is really happening. And I continued to labor. All I can remember, it was hurting. Um, it was very painful. But one of the nurses, what kept me grounded was one, one of the nurses asked me, when would I, when would I like the epidural? And I told her I wanted the epidural if I was in like experiencing like 10, like my worst. And she stated that if you are not experiencing a 10 right now, then you're, you'll be able to handle it. Like this is the worst it's going to get. And then after this, you're going to be in delivery. And I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. Like, I only have five more centimeters. If I'm doing it now, I can do this. Uh, my doula was a great help with, you know, pushing my hips together. That was my favorite. Um, helping me, laboring on the ball. Before she got there, um, my boyfriend was, like, pushing my back. So just, you know, counter counteracting the pain that I was experiencing and both of them was truly a great help I didn't have an IV I you know drank water on my own to keep myself hydrated and before you know it it was around 11 something in the morning and they said hey you're 10 centimeters dilated she's ready to come and I just could not believe like this was, I'm getting like teary-eyed just thinking about it. Um, I could not believe this was finally happening. Like I was really about to meet my daughter. I was in disbelief this, the whole 10 months that I was pregnant, trying to wrap my head around my pregnancy. And the time has finally you know come and I pushed her out and I think it was two pushes side note it is so true that once they once you have your child the pain that you feel you do not remember and I think it's because of during the fourth trimester you're trying to survive you're trying to keep the baby alive you have a lack of sleep you're halfway delusional you're not even thinking about that pain but anyways so yes I pushed her out in two pushes and she was she came out so beautiful and so healthy. Seven pounds, three ounces, nineteen inches, born eleven twenty-one in the morning on November sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. I feel so blessed um that I you know y'all provided for me during that time during that experience um 
I was able to, everything just happened just the way that I wanted. I was able to delay cord cutting. I was able to labor in my way, even though I was in the hospital. And I'm thankful that she came out healthy. She has been such a blessing to me and her father. And the last three months, of course, have been challenging. And I will talk about it in further episodes. It has been challenging to the point that I know because of her, she just makes me stronger. Every single day, every single day, just being her mother makes me stronger, makes me a better me. Um, the first couple of weeks, the first, well, I would just say like the first four weeks, the first month that she's been here, it was eye-opening. I learned a lot about myself, the strength that I have. I'm currently breastfeeding. I'm three months in the journey. It is not easy at all. Um, the pain that I experienced with breastfeeding, they say that, of course, it goes away. I just believe it's just getting easier. But because of her latching with a lip tie and then eventually trying to get that cut, um, to as a mother, as a, a woman, just delivering a child and then having to jump right into mothering mode. Like, it's hard. Your body is trying to heal, but you're trying to make sure that your baby is getting everything that they need from feeding them to changing them to loving them. During your healing process was the toughest thing that I have ever experienced in my life to the pain radiating through my body while breastfeeding, like the latching phase. Of course, throughout the weeks of their life on earth, it starts to get easier, but the lack of sleep that you experience because you have to feed them in the beginning every two hours or so like every two to three hours and then once you're done feeding them you pump and that cuts into your time to sleep so you you have about an hour hour and a half to either eat sleep or take a shower <laughs> and it was just day after day all my days were running together and it was just it's hard it truly was that first month. And then, I don't know, out of nowhere, I finally, it was like I saw a light, literally a light at the end of the tunnel. My friends kept asking me, like, how did it, how, how did it feel, you know, during, during that time period? And it just, the only thing I can describe it is as a twilight zone. Like, I felt like I literally was in twilight zone. Because I didn't know what time it was, what day it was. I even experienced phantom crying to the point that because of I'm so connected to myself, I told myself when I was trying to sleep, like, she's not crying. Like, go to sleep. You are sleep deprived. Go to sleep. I literally had to tell myself that um, to 
you because he my partner was sleep deprived and I'm sleep deprived our both of our patience is low you know we were just getting tested with this new experience of parenthood but we're both committed we're both committed to raising her we're both committed to each other and that's what it's been like it's just it's been a beautiful tiring but I will say the least, the the most, I can't even put it in words. It's, it is something that I'm, I'm proud of. I'm proud to be her mother. I'm proud to be able to experience this. Not everyone has a chance to become a mother and I do not take this for granted. I do not take it lightly. And I know days are going to have it's it's going to become challenging. Um but I want to shout out my tribe, my family members that have been checking in on me, my friends that have been checking in on me, making sure that I have been okay to the random people that I have met online that are mothers that have sent me kind notes and voice notes and just bonding with them as well and getting their advice. I just want to I just want to thank my community. I really do. I want to thank you all for showing up and showing out even though sometimes I can't text everyone back or call everyone back or I'm slow in responding and people have been patient with me but my fourth trimester I will say it has been challenging but it's been beautiful to see how people show up in your life who's supposed to be in your life and you also get to see people's true colors like when you become a parent how some people will not show up for you or even still be your friend And that is okay because there's, I know how cliche this is. And I know that this have been stated many times before, but there is a reason, season, or a lifetime as to why people are around you. And it's so true. And this is a new season I have entered that if we are friends that I, I need grace, I need people to exude patience upon me because this is new to me. It's something new that I need to learn to balance to try to make sure that I am raising my child in the way that I am not perpetuating a cycle that is going to cause harm. And that's what I'm invested in. I am also not just a mother, but I am an educator I am a business owner trying to build up my business in the same breath. And also I am a partner. I have to make sure I tend to my partner as well. And this is these are all the things I'm learning in my fourth trimester. And I know that with... Yahuwah and 
my friends and family and most importantly my just all of my community I just know that I'm going to be able to raise her around the beautiful people and being able to have the support that I need to continue on the journey that I'm supposed to be on. I don't take for granted my purpose. I know that there is a I there's a bigger purpose out there for me, for my child, and I'm going to continue to walk on this path and allowing y'all to guide me and I'm just grateful. Ooh, this was a long episode. <laughs> Sorry guys. I just wanted to get it out. I just wanted you to all to hear about my birthing experience and how things have been going. And there it is. <laughs> there it is. I I know it's not like the other episodes. It's not as short. And again, to reiterate what I stated in my first episode, there's going to be times that there's going to be longer periods that I may not be able to record. Or there's going to be episodes dropping more frequently. I just want to come across as authentic as possible. I want to show up as me. And this is me showing up as me, tired but committed. And there's so many topics that I want to talk about and will talk about. I'm going to start scheduling guests, other mothers that are around me that want to share their story and their experience. I think it's very important that we as a community, especially the mothers and black mothers that we pour into one another, there's things that I did not know mothers went through until I became one. So thank you all for listening. Please share, please like, please comment. Or if you would like to be a part of the podcast and you're a mother, shoot me an email. You can shoot me an email at Alexis, A-L-I-X-I-S dot Rhodes. That's R-H-O-D-E-S at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show. Thank you all for supporting. Thank you all for checking in on me. Again, I am grateful for my community during this time. I'm grateful for everyone that has given me grace and have been patient because I have completed my fourth trimester and she's been on this earth for three months. And I just love her so, so much. She brings joy. Every time I look at her and she smiles and she laughs at me already, it gives me a sense of purpose. It gives me a sense of continue to push on. It gives me a sense of I need to continue to be a better version of myself so that I can show up for her in the capacity that she deserves. Well, I'm going to end this show. And I will see you all the next time I record.